very special roundtable that we have going on today. My name is Emily Heidel. I'm JRE. Yeah. Today we have a guest. Introduce yourself. Hi, um, my name is Melissa Terrell, and I work as a tour manager at My Music Taste, which is basically an um, you know live events um, entertainment promoting company. Um, we mainly do Korean entertainment, K-pop, but we do a lot of non-K-pop as well. Oh, nice. You do non-K-pop as well? We do, but lately it has been more like K-pop based okay. because we are a Korean based company. Yeah. But we do a lot. We've done a lot of other like non-K-pop acts as well. Oh, snap. Nice. We've run into or Dre and I will see Melissa when she's touring with the various groups, especially coming through yeah. L.A. or if it's Miami um, or Atlanta. But um, we thought it was really cool and uh, opportune for you to come on here today to talk about the live event uh, sort of industry within K-pop, because that's very different than every other person we've interviewed. Um, mm -hmm. So True. thank you for taking the time out to do this. Thank you. Of course. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been with My Music Taste? I've started in My Music Taste as an intern in mm. 2018 of October. So okay. it's been almost two years now. Okay. Okay, nice. And were you in um, live touring or that kind of thing beforehand? No, that was the start of going into live entertainment and it just in general, the entertainment industry. Um, I didn't know I would end up in the entertainment industry. It just kind of happened. Happy. So I actually graduated college in 2018 and I was just looking for jobs and I didn't want to commit, you know, a full, at least a year to a full-time job without knowing if I wanted to do it. So I was just looking into like internships and, um, entry-level positions and I somehow just stumbled upon MMT, my music taste on LinkedIn, um, just like any other person right out of college <laughs> looking for jobs um, and just applied on a whim just for an internship to try it out and I ended up really liking it and I hope hey. I'm good at my job <laughs> and you know <laughs> it turned out um, that I was and I got offered a full-time position. Wow, that's yeah. pretty serendipitous. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, it was super random, um, and I'm very thankful for it. I never would have thought that I would have ended up in entertainment, um, and it's still something that I'm learning a lot about, but yeah. It's good. Yeah. Different paths. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very. Can you give us an idea of what a tour manager does or what your job entails? Yeah, of course. Uh, so basically what a tour manager is, um, you know, it's kind of self-explanatory. It's very, you know, we just manage all the tours that we put on. So before putting on a tour, you know, we reach out to artists. Um, and even before reaching out to the artists, you know, if you guys haven't heard of My Music Taste before, um, you know, it's basically a fan-based company where, you know, we listen to the voices of the fans and they make um, put in these votes, which is basically called makes. And um, based off of those numbers and data and statistics, we, you know, contact the artists that are wanted in specific areas. And, you know, we reach out to them and put on a tour, a concert in those cities. So basically what a tour manager does, what I do is we plan for those tours and concerts. We do hospitality. We work with the management. We plan okay. all of the logistics, you know, the flights, Jeez. the hotels, the concerts, the production, uh, we wow. do basically everything. Um, but, oh you know, God. it's not just one of us on the tour. We do work as a mm -hmm. team and 
we come on with other tour managers um, at MMT, production managers, yeah. um, and all, even the venue management and the venue workers, we all work um, alongside with them as well. Oh, that's wow. crazy. The amount of yeah. work. <laughs> Obviously, you said it's more than one, right? It's more not just than you one. Doing all yeah, head. no, yeah, okay. I could never. I don't think mm. anyone could in their like, right mind be to able to that. do everything. I mean, respect. But, <laughs> but, no, yeah. no, that's still a lot of work, though. Even though yeah, like, it is a lot of work, people. but it's definitely um, super fun. It's really, it's really rewarding, I think. But yeah, basically what we do is just we put on the concerts, we do the tour, um, and we do travel a lot with it as we move alongside um, with the management and with the, um, the artist. Mm. Yeah, what is specifically like what's the most rewarding part of your job mm -hmm. the most rewarding i think it's probably just putting on the concert i think all the hard work and the logistics and the planning all that time to you know make that come like make that come true make that happen and i think especially for the fans seeing their reactions um okay you know even on like social media when they post like it was like their best time of their lives like the best that's concert good, yeah. i think that's like the most rewarding seeing how much you know our hard work pays off and it brings so much joy to people i think that's like the biggest thing that i love about my job i feel like one of the cool things and i feel like at the only time or the first time i saw it was with uh when plt was in la and they had the pre the pre what do you call this where it's like a it's like a pre almost like for for fans who've had who gathered enough make points you get mm -hmm. to come to like have sort of like your personal very small like fan meet with the artists themselves so it all just depends each tour is different um each artist management is different so it just depends on what they're okay with doing and what you know we're able to make happen um we do hold like special events sometimes um you know it's a different purchase it doesn't come with a ticket unfortunately it's just all depends based off of like what we discuss and agree upon with management i see yeah, that I makes see. sense yeah yeah so uh, you know you're saying that you're running around a lot of the time you have to deal with a lot of like planning and you know yeah. personalities <laughs> i'm sure what like soft skills do you feel like you need in order to be good at your job being a tour manager i think someone needs to like if you're gonna work in the entertainment industry and as a tour manager probably just being organized being able to work under stress um juggle a lot of different factors at the same time a lot of different things you know when you're working on one thing on the day of the concert things go wrong um, being able to think um, quickly on your feet i think those are definitely things that you need as a tour manager just because so many unexpected things happen on the day of the show and just in general um, during the tour whether that be like with fans not knowing where things are um, when some of the production lighting tech like doesn't work um, just a lot of different aspects Oof. so i think being able to think quick on your feet and you know being able to adapt to it um, is definitely the biggest thing about a tour manager like for example like oh Dre needs a backstage pass <laughs> um, <laughs> no. it's always a joy having you though and i think the last time i saw Is you was <laughs> yeah of course okay seeing all of you guys and then i see That's emily you all the time in la and i think with dre probably ace in miami oh. whoa yeah i think yeah i think that was the latest <laughs> one in december I mean, most of the time everybody that i know is like always busy and i'm just like in my zone so <laughs> i know and i always feel bad like you guys are just chilling and i like, want to be able to like say hi and like have a conversation no, those, those are some of the things you have to deal with like whether unexpected things mm -hmm. uh, when did you realize that you wanted to work in the live production 
in live production? Actually, I never thought <laughs> that I would work in live production. Um, honestly, even in college and you know after graduating, I didn't know what I necessarily wanted to do. I just knew that I wanted to do something that involved planning. Um, like whether it be like a wedding planning business, which is that's actually what I did. (laughs) And I still do sometimes. Well, not right now during quarantine Um, under kind of it depends. (laughs) It's different. Yeah. I mean, it's similar. A lot of things that you don't expect to happen, happen. But uh, I didn't think I would end up in the industry. But um, like I mentioned earlier, I just tried it out on a whim as an internship and it opened my eyes to the business, um, what it was like, um, how rewarding it was, how fun it was. So it just kind of happened. And now that's kind of something what I want to continue doing. Um, But I don't know what that's going to look like right now during quarantine season and COVID. But, you know, it's a huge question mark. But I think it's also going to be such a huge like transition. Um, I think the live events industry is going to change dramatically. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll just see in the months to come. But yeah. That's a good segue to my next question. But I was wondering, with being a planner, do you are mm-hmm. you like a type A personality where you feel like you need to, like, you have to have everything in order and neat and organized mm. at all times? <laughs> or do you need to be, like, go with the flow so you can, like, roll with the punches when things might not go as you plan? I think me personally, I am type A <laughs> as much mm-hmm. as I don't want to mm-hmm. admit that. But, yeah, there are a lot of moments where I'm type A and – I would rather I would much rather plan everything ahead of time and then, you know, if something goes wrong, you know, the other type of personality of me comes out where I have to figure it out and work mm-hmm. with my teammates on that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's a little bit of both, but probably more type A just because I think you have to go into it with a lot of details to consider or else there are more unexpected situations that happen. That makes sense. So, yeah. Speaking of, you know, when concerts do get back to, you know, I guess Europe is mm-hmm. starting to have, you know, sort of a, mm-hmm. a makeshift mm-hmm. concerts um, and things like that. Yeah. But what do you, I guess you can't really say if you predict something, but what do you foresee when concerts restart? Um, the kind of precautions that might be put into place um, mm. and um, what what are you reading in order to stay up to date on those types of things? I think for live events, you know, it is, like I mentioned earlier, it's such a huge question mark moving forward. Um, Like, you know, as you mentioned, like Europe is a lot more closer to that, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. um, compared to the U.S., just because the numbers have been increasing like crazy. I think in the future, all the little like precautions that we can take that are, you know, able to be done, whether that be providing sanitizers, you know, social distancing in some sort of way. If it's an arena show, you know, spacing out the seats in the rows, um, making sure everybody stays seated and it's like an orderly exit, an orderly entrance, not everybody just kind of running up and down whenever they want. Right, yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, everything is just so up in the air. um, And it just depends, especially with the size of the shows that, you know, we're putting on as well, whether it be a 500 packs one or you know a couple thousand or a hundred mm-hmm. so it just it all it's all different so i don't really know but i'm hoping that we can go into concerts and live events soon but mm-hmm. yeah i don't know when and how that's going to be applied necessarily uh, yeah i i picture like general admission like i don't know if that's like 
will that ever be a thing for the next like yeah. three years or so? Like the pit? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. And which, which sucks, like, because I know a lot of fans like love to be in the pit, you know, mm. as crowded as it may be, but to be so close to the artist and, you know, to be able to see them a lot closer. Um, that's something that I know a lot of fans really mm. love. So I, you know, I feel so bad that that may not be able to happen for a while, but. Or even things like high touches. Yeah, even high touches. Yeah, high touches, yeah. Because I remember last time Miami had like stray kids for some time and they had to Mm -hmm. like test everybody. This is when COVID started, Mm -hmm. like low-key. Yeah, yeah. And they started like testing everybody for their temperature. And if you pass that temperature, you can't meet stray kids. And I saw so many fans break, like yeah. yeah, um, but, you know, ultimately for their safety. But, yeah, I remember, safety. like, Stray Kids. And then with MMT, we were doing Everglow at the time and also mm-hmm. uh, One Team. So I wasn't on the One Team tour but because it was going at the same time as Everglow. And, yeah. um, you know, unfortunately, the last cities for us got canceled. Um, yeah, you know, know, so I felt so bad for the fans. You know, it's not like that we wanted to cancel, but for everybody's safety, the artist's safety, and even, um, you know, the mandates that were, you know, established that we can't have the concerts. Mm-hmm. So even with the high touches, we were trying to be as careful as possible, giving everyone sanitizer before we did the high mm-hmm. touch, did it from a distance, um, spaced out the rows. It's just all these yeah. little things that we can try to do. Personal opinion, I'm kind of glad uh, pit might not happen anymore because I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm retired it's, from pits. It's, it's I a know. Lot. <laughs> it's <But> a lot. <laughs> when I was younger, it was an experience, especially if you really love that group. But I know. Uh, yeah, it's so rough being in the pit. And even when I see them sometimes, I don't know if they enjoy it all the time. And I question that. But even yeah, for like our photographers, thing. yeah. Because like, yeah, we, yeah. we put them in, the, in front of the barricade so they can get the best photos. But even then... I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm tired of getting pushed by girls all the time. (laughs) 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 Nah, and guys too, of course. Since we were talking about Europe and everything, what are some key differences between touring in the US, Europe, and South America when it was, you know, when we were all touring at the Mm -hmm. time? Not now, but. So unfortunately, I haven't been to Latin America. We were Mm -hmm. supposed to do Mm -hmm. some tours, but they got canceled due to COVID. So that Mm -hmm. is still an area that I have yet to go and tour in. Mm -hmm. Um, Since I am in the US office, I mainly do US tours. A lot of the Europe tours are done by our Europe office and, teammates and members from our Korea office. But I did go to one Europe tour, which was AT's Europe um, in 2019. So I think the biggest difference is, I I don't really know what the biggest differences are in terms of like fans, but I think, I think just the experience is just different because they are just different like cultures and different people. Like even in Paris, I don't know if you guys have ever been like you know to a concert in Paris but I was so amazed like when they cheer they stomp really loudly and they oh, go wild okay. they go crazy and it's like super interesting to see that even different. even 80s was like so shocked and they were talking about it on stage <laughs> like they've never heard it like their cheers so loud so That's I think cool. it's just like the differences um in how they do things like even like when we're working with um production and venue managers and venue workers um I think it's just different um mm. they're I mean, both sides are hands-on, but it's just putting myself and us into a different culture. So I think it's just unique overall. Yeah, they do that, the stomping thing, also at soccer games, I believe. And so, like, yeah. I think it's a French, I believe it's a French thing. Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah, they did it in a, in a few of the, like, countries we were for the Europe tour. Mm. <laughs> oh, really? Like, the whole place was, like, shaking. <laughs> I can imagine you're like, backstage, you're like, what the hell is happening? 
What is the most exciting thing um, that you enjoy about touring? Or planning, I mean, or yeah. Yeah, I think touring is, you know, what everyone would think the best part about it is, is traveling. Um, I know a lot of people might not like it. I mean, there are pros and cons to being a tour manager. You know, it's it's great being able to travel for work, um, especially at my age when I'm so young and a lot of people are like, you know, you're living the dream job, like being able to travel, try yeah. new things, um, explore. But I personally really like it. Um, I'm just always out and about. Like, I really like to be out all the time. Mm. So that is <laughs> what I enjoy, trying new things, going to new places. But the con is that I am always on the road. <laughs> I'm always traveling. Like sometimes there are, um, like there was a time where I, I think 2019, I spent almost a little more than half the year away from home just because I was traveling all the time. And each tour is at least about two weeks. And sometimes it can go up to like a month. Mm. So it's hard. Wow. Yeah, being away from home. Um, but I think like, with that, your touring family, the management, the artists, the even from MMT and from the Korean side, like we do mm. become a family in some sort of way. Mm. Like you know, we have a lot of memories. Um, I think it's really fun, but yeah, there's pros and cons to both sides of like the job. But I think the best mm. part is probably traveling for me. <laughs> Isn't it like draining too? Mm. Like yeah, <laughs> it <laughs> is. Yeah, like sometimes like things that we can't control like um certain like flights just aren't available so we mm. had to do a back-to-back -back show for at's europe so we oh. literally had the concert flew really early that morning and then that same day of when we flew in we have that mm -hmm. concert right at night mm. so we would just go straight to the venue um you know prep and then deal you know do all the things that we need to do and then hold the concert mm -hmm. so obviously everyone mm. is exhausted but yeah, it is draining though. Um, I know a lot of people don't really like traveling just because like going on the plane is really difficult, you know, just sitting for a long time. Um, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. I mean, it is draining um, just going out and living out of a suitcase for a while <laughs> and just yeah, um, not being able to sleep as much. But surprisingly and thankfully, I can run on little sleep. So <laughs> I think that is a blessing in disguise. So that is. Yeah, yeah. I feel. I would imagine yeah. running through like customs in between countries has to be like ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, some. Thankfully, it wasn't that bad when I went to Europe. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. There weren't that many people, but I'm sure every tour is different, and I think mm. with every artist is probably different. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's just the situation. But there are some cons and you know draining points about it. But I see. Yeah. What is it like between tours? Do you get to finally sleep? Between tours, sleep, yes, <laughs> I do. Um, thankfully, MMT um, does give us a break in between tours. Um, our boss, you know, lets us um, take a few days off, get adjusted, be back home, um, chill. Yeah, so thankfully, I get to get rest when I come back from tour. Mm. And then we'll go back in and wrap up the tour, logistics, um, things like that. But yeah, when we're mm -hmm. not on tour, if it's not back to back, then... Mm -hmm. Yeah, then <laughs> I get some rest. But there have been times when um, I didn't have that many days to recollect myself and have to go mm. on tour again. So oh, wow, yeah. in those moments, that's rough. Like after um, Europe tour, I had to go to SF9 and it mm -hmm. was 
I got my days mixed up. So I <laughs> was trying to fix my jet lag. And then oh, no. I realized that I'm flying out that same night. So I didn't sleep. So it was like I had to like fly out the same night. Yeah, it, it's I get so jumbled. But yeah, there are some moments. But yeah, we do get to rest when we're home most of the time. <laughs> no, that's wow. good. I feel like I've yeah. only done that where I have to fly back to back twice in my life. <laughs> that was the first time in my life so and i was it was ridiculous it was so hard but yeah no, definitely <laughs> tired and everything and I, i've gone on a mini tour once for mm-hmm. like a smaller cable group and i was like mm-hmm. no nah, it's not for me oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like if that was like my thing i would have to get used to it and i will that's just who mm-hmm. i am but after like that that was like a test run i was like Yo, i'm tired like, <laughs> yeah and you could tell on everyone's faces like dude like i can't i don't know if i can handle this <laughs> like everyone looks like they're about to break at some point how do you pack for tour like how do you like if you're going on tour for a month like do you just pack for a week and you're just thinking i'm, I'm gonna wash my clothes like every week or how are you packing I don't want to admit it, but I am such a girl. Like I overpack. I don't know about you, Emily, but Same. I overpack so yeah, much. Overpack and even if it's like I'm just going to be backstage and I'm going to be running around, I still take some things. I'm like, oh, I, I never know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it just depends. I do have to look up the weather before I pack. But sometimes if it's like a month long trip, I don't know how to pack for that because it's like there's so many unpredictable things like weather and things like that so yeah um, just usually if I have a back-to-back tour I just don't even unpack I'll just throw a load in the laundry and then I will just pack the same things if yep. that's just that's just the easiest thing <laughs> yeah I'm just literally living out of a suitcase so mm, I feel that like I, I'll, I'll pack things like I'll sometimes I'll be going on like a regular trip where like that doesn't call for like a formal uh-huh. dress but I'm like <laughs> You know, you never know. I might get invited to something. And I need a formal <laughs> dress for this, and then I, I never wear the a dress. Real <laughs> yeah. Honestly, think those things might happen. Yeah. What are What are some like must haves that you bring on every tour with you besides your clothes? Toothpaste. Um. Uh, yeah. Toothpaste. <laughs> yes. toothpaste. Toothbrush. Um. I do have a lot of skincare. I'm just really big on it, and I think because I travel a lot. Um, it makes my skin really dry, so I just try to take care of it even more when I'm on tour and traveling. So I think, like, honestly, probably half of my suitcase is probably my skincare. Oh my <laughs> really? Everyone that I've shared a room with, um, they've always, they're always so shocked with how much I bring. Um, yeah. So my number one thing is skincare. Um, and, oh, and another thing that I, is a must-have for me is, you know, like, not that I'm an idol, but like, you know, idols wear the mask like on the plane in the yeah. airplane, like in the airport. That is the number one thing that I bring that I, I I'm always checking off first and putting in my bag. That's just good. because, really? yeah, just because it gets so dry and also just to hide from the cameras of fans. Yeah. When they're at the airport. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's so many people just taking photos and I'm always in the background. I'm just like, I can't. I realized when wearing a mask on a plane while sleep because when i sleep without a mask my mouth gets so dry yeah and i realized when i wear a mask <laughs> i feel a lot better sleeping even though wait, it's a little same. struggle wait so, honestly yeah. though i think everyone if you're like dead ass tired and you're just on a mm-hmm. plane for sure your mouth is gonna open even if you don't sleep with your yeah. mouth open so that is a safety also a safety feature of having a mask on the airplane exactly <laughs> so so i know uh, obviously you know you mentioned it in the beginning but my music taste has a very specific way of 
um, having artists come to certain cities or mm-hmm. whatever it may be um, through makes. Um, mm-hmm. Can you explain that to people who might not be familiar? Can you explain that process behind a make and making an artist go to various cities? If you if anyone goes on the My Music Taste website, you're able to search up certain artists that they want to see live, um, whether that be in concert or even fan signs. Uh, so they can just vote, which is basically putting in a make. Um, and you can also share that link, um, which is your campaign. It's basically like saying, hey, I want to bring this artist to this city. Um, can you make my campaign? And it basically adds more makes slash votes to your campaign. Um, and then what we do with that is based off of those statistics, off of those makes, we um, then take those like statistics and numbers and we see what cities we're able to do concerts and a tour in. So we will provide that data to the artist management and, you know, make an offer, propose um, going on tour with them, let them know that, you know, these are the numbers of how many fans want to see them live in this city. Um, and from there, we'll just talk about the logistics and then we'll make it happen, um, put up together a tour, do um, settle the tour dates, um, you know, make the tour happen, plan all of that. And even with the, you know, the fans doing their makes on the campaign on the MMT website, um, you know, we're thankful for them. Without them, we wouldn't be able to bring them to the city that we know um, a lot of people want to see them in. So we give our tastemakers, which is basically the fans that are putting in those makes, um, free concert tickets, um, the best tier of the concert that we're putting on. And they're able to get free tickets. Um, And it's not just for them, but we also provide one for a friend as well. So nice. I think that's just a thank you for us too, um, from us, you know, so that they're able to, you know, enjoy what they made true. Like, you know, they made it happen. So that's what we do on our end as well. So so let's say like a fan like really wants a group, want us to come to mm-hmm. like Stockbridge, Georgia. Like, mm-hmm. would you, would that like, and there are enough fans that said like, let's bring, you know, 20,000 mm-hmm. fans were like Stockbridge, not even Atlanta, but like Stockbridge, mm-hmm. Georgia. Would that be something to consider or would it be like a, I'm sure it would be like a, because Stockbridge is literally like 30 minutes outside of Atlanta. It'd be like a mm-hmm. a compromise to just put it mm-hmm. in Atlanta, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would just depend um, if they have, like based off of that statistic, that data, if there is a venue there that can, you know, accommodate for the size that we're predicting will come out to the show um, in that city, then we'll definitely make that happen. You know, we don't, you know, we don't want to stick with just the five big cities that we do commonly do our tours in. We would love to expand and go to different cities, but it truly is, um, you know, it is, we are also a business, you know, we do have to make the best decisions for the artists and for our company as well. Mm. So, you know, we would love to go to different cities and if, we know that certain like amount of fans can go to that city. We'd love to make that happen and, you know, do a bigger tour, do more cities. So it just depends on a lot of factors. Um, if there is a venue that's big enough to accommodate, um, if we know fans are going to come out there. Um, and even if the numbers are big in that in one city versus another, or if they're very similar, we can even do a show in both cities, even if it is in mm. the same state. Yeah. So if okay. yeah, fans can make anything happen if they can have people make their campaign and let us know that there are fans out there. We can definitely come out. What do you find to be like the the main differences or key differences you see between touring with like Western artists or doing you know my music taste working with Western artists compared to Korean artists? Mm-hmm. So sadly, when I came into MMT 
that was kind of where K-pop really took off. Not in a bad way, but um, like so that didn't allow me to go on a tour for an for a Western artist. Um, I would probably just say, I would imagine it to be pretty different, just because the cultural differences, things that um, one art like a Western artist would need versus like a Korean artist. Um, just how they do things are different. Um, you know, some Western artists may not care about doing sound checks or they're more you know they want to put on like a crazy show want to do and everything um, fresh and everything super new so mm-hmm. it just depends i think a lot of things that would be different would probably just be what they personally want like backstage or yeah i think it's a lot of different things like that see that makes sense that makes sense mm-hmm. um what's an if you can say is there an artist that you really would love to work with one day no matter the scale. <laughs> no matter the scale. Yeah, no matter the scale. I think it would be so fun doing an Ariana Grande tour. <laughs> oh, why do I you think, say that? I don't know. I, I think she has a lot of different fans, like a, a huge variety in like fan base. And I think, you know, so many people want to collab with her, um, you know, and make music with her. So I think it'd be really fun. Mm. And I, I haven't been to her concert, but I mm. think especially because she has such a variety of fans, culturally too so i feel like that would be like a crazy worldwide tour and it would just be fun every city so i mean i could say the same thing for like bts as well but yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of like artists that i would love to work with but i feel like ariana like uh she has i remember like last year she had like the voting booth that was also a part of her uh-huh. like mm-hmm. tour i feel like there's like a lot of installation she probably has like involved or yeah it seems like she has a lot yeah i think she had a lot of things like that i think she even did like a meet and greet as well so i think mm. there's like so many different factors that like her kind of like her concerts would have too so yeah what yeah. about like concerts like what has been your most memorable concerts and why Personally, would probably be, well, my first concert was when I was, I forgot, I don't even know how old I was, was Yuna. I don't know if you know Yuna. It was a pretty small venue. That was my first concert ever. But I think other than Yuna, probably Epikai. I saw them in Korea. So I think that was, yeah, that was just like a classic for me, um, just growing up with their music too. And then in terms of work, I would probably say the 80s tour i mentioned them a few times <laughs> already but i think that was just a crazy tour i think and that and they sold out in every city um That's in the crazy. u.s so. and in europe so i think that was crazy to see how many fans came out to see them especially when they were only i think about like four months out of debuting so yeah. it was insane like seeing the Lost amount this. of fans that came out and how talented they were so i think that was probably the most memorable that LA, that LA date, that first one mm-hmm. was like, wow. I was like, wow, I did yeah. not expect this. It was insane. I I was, <laughs> it was, it was wild. I remember I was waiting to like, I was honestly, I was waiting for the tickets to go down in mm-hmm. price. And, uh, it was like an hour before the show and they were still like $90. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like yeah. you'd expect that to go like down, but like it was still yeah. in such high And demand. they were, yeah, like, they were hour. like super in demand. They were sold out. Like a lot of fans were even like waiting out front trying to get tickets you know, I would love to bring oh. them in, but it was like so crowded. It was like so, Whoa. yeah, it was sold out. So it was, a, it was an insane tour. We have um two of the our interns, uh, Tanya and Wendy, okay. who help with the podcast in terms mm-hmm. of like um social media. But Wendy, if you have any questions, you can you can unmute yourself if you want. 
Oh, hello. Um, right now, I don't have any questions. I just love hearing about your experiences. Um, I did wanted to know, like, what was it like um, working with ATs? Because I, I really like them as well. How was that experience? Um, like, anything that you saw backstage that inspired you from them, their personality? Yeah. With ATs, so like I said, they were fresh out of debuting, like th like four months. So I actually didn't really know their music that well when I was starting to plan for their tour and was on the tour. Um, so during the tour is when I really got to listen to their music. And mm. I think ATs is super talented and they are total sweethearts. They're really nice, um, especially mm. for their age. They're so they're extremely talented and Backstage, you know, I would just see them, you know, practicing really hard, um, you know, before they're going on to the, do their show, to do the concert. Mm. Um, they're just super caring and they're really fun, you know, like because like they're young too. They really are interested in like because I'm Korean, but I'm Korean American. So I think they thought it was really interesting that I can speak English <laughs> really well and still speak <laughs> Korean as well so I think being able to teach them things about like American culture too when they have a lot of questions I think it was just really sweet that you know they tried to get to know all of the staff and you know make memories mm. and have fun with them too even when they are busy and more tired than any of us so I th they're total sweethearts yeah thank you I actually have a question <laughs> Yeah, I'm Melissa. My name is Tanya. I'm also part of um, In My Feels. And I actually had a question. How involved are the artists with the concert? Do they get their own voice and the experience that um, the fans will experience? Like, for example, uh, for example, BTS, I know um, last year's tour, uh, RM was doing some hearts with technology and stuff. And I just wanted, you know, wondering is that something the artist gets a voice to mention like hey can we create this or is that something the the tour management gets to create i think with each artist it's different um i mean with when it comes to their set that they're going to be playing on tour i'm sure that's something that the artists discuss with their management as well but i think mmt we don't really I, at least for me, because I'm in the U.S., I don't, I'm not in Korea for the meetings and all of that. I don't know mm -hmm. those specific details, but um, I'm sure that they, the artists do have some sort of say and, you know, want to do specific things. And even if they, um, there are probably some things that they don't plan to do either, and it just kind of happens um, in the moment. So I'm sure they do get, you know, a sort of say and um, incorporate their ideas um, for their tour, especially as they mm -hmm. progress in each city and even in each tour. Uh, I'm sure like for they were supposed to have a concert this past like April and um, this past year but unfortunately with COVID we had to postpone but mm. I'm sure with that concert they probably would have incorporated their own ideas as well. That was a good question Tanya and Wendy got good questions. Well thank you Melissa for taking the time out to do this with us. Of course. Um, is there anything that you want uh, people to know about what my, my music taste is doing right now um, in these times? Um. Um, MMT, you know, with any live events industry um, and company right now, you know, we're struggling just as well because we don't, we're not able to do live events right now with COVID, with COVID but, um, you know, just continue giving support and being patient. You know, we would love to put on live events for you guys, like for the fans as well. But with the situation, we care about everyone's safety. So um, we're trying to implement new things, doing fan signs, doing concerts online, um, mm -hmm. doing things like that. So 
we're just all trying to navigate through this season, this situation. So just continue to be patient with us um, and continue to, you know, have expectations for the future, whether they be good or bad. You know, it's all trial and error for all of us as fans and as the promoters. So I think just be very open minded to it um, and that we're trying to, you know, continue to give you guys the same experience that you guys would be able to have in person as well. I hope that um, we can get back to those live concerts very soon, live in-person concerts soon, as long as everybody just stays safe. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much, Melissa, for thank taking you. the time of out course. to do this. Thank you guys yes. for having me. Yes. This has been In My Feels. I'm J.R.E. I'm Emily. And I'm Melissa. Thanks for listening. <laughs>